don't know what you're talking about. Never heard of them. Never. What? The who? The what? What do they do? What? A secret society? Nah, you're making this stuff up. I mean, I've never heard of them. I mean, who? who what, what, what? What? Have they got like a secret password? Like, like what? Like Rosebud? I mean, come on. What is this a secret society? I don't know. I, don't, I, I wouldn't even know where to start if you were to try and even make a, a secret society. Where the hell would you start? This is where you'd start. Hello and welcome to this week's episode. My name is Guy and we're talking secret societies. Now, I often get asked, how do you make a secret society for gaming purposes? And unless they are not secret, there's no reason to make them. Think about that for a little bit. If they're not secret, don't make them. Anyway, whilst you do ponder that, this week's episode is brought to you by... It's a secret. Find out at the end of the video and get a great discount when you do. So if the PCs don't know about the Secret Society and won't ever know about it, congratulations, you've successfully played with yourself. In this video, I'm only looking at how to make a Secret Society that isn't secret. At least not to the players, anyway. To that end, we look at our three points for the video, and that's purpose, influence and value to PCs. When considering purpose, uh, this is the bulk of the secret society creation process. However, it should be done last. So why the hell did I put it first? Well, because, because as a GM, you need to get used to thinking ahead first and then coming back and filling in the details as you go along. It, it's kind of like saying, we're going to break into the castle, uh, then we're going to kill the guards, then we're going to find the Dark Throne, and then and then we're going to figure out what it, what it is that the Dark Throne room because we didn't really know. It's far easier to say, we have to kill the Dark Lord. Now, where is he, and how do we get there, and what do we need to do, do, what, do guards we're going to have to defeat? So, I hate the idea of having to build the organization first, and then figure out how the PCs are going to interact with it. That's ridiculous. The PCs are the only point of interaction in your entire game with that secret society, so they should go first. So, why should the PCs care about the secret society? I mean, what is it that the, the PCs might need a helping hand in a tricky situation? So perhaps they need time, maybe they need to time travel, maybe they need forbidden law, maybe they need a little direction, uh, perhaps they need an organisation to fight that is actually bigger than just one villain. So when we look at great secret societies of our world, we kind of struggle to find many other than the ones that conspiracy theorists talk about, right? So, I mean, the one that comes to mind is the Black Ops division of most governments of the world. They're so secret, even their own governments don't know they exist, except that all of us do. So anyway, they have good values and they have negative values. But why should the PCs care? If the PCs can join one of these organizations and gain benefit, that's great. If they have to fight against one of these organizations, well, that's great. They've got something to fight against. If they are stuck in the middle of a fight between members within an organization, that's even better. Now your world is feeling rich and full. There must be something for the PCs to do with the society in order for us to even think about making one. I mean, if they can't interact with it, don't make it. Okay, so... Now we know why the PCs care about this organization. 
Okay. And the organization cares about the PCs. Maybe it's hoping to include them as heroes to fight evil. Or maybe it is an evil society trying to take over the world and they're stopping it. Or maybe it's just an organization that helps heroes but doesn't want to actually hire them. It's like for, against, or helping, if you like. I mean, think of it that way. So if I give you an example of secret societies from my own campaign world, I think it might it might help. Now, I had I had four secret societies. And the four were the Octrelicar, which were a bunch of treasure hunters who sought out dragon-made artifacts and then destroyed them. And if they happened to find you with one, you were executed. The Hastari, the second one, was a bunch of bounty hunters seeking out dragon worshippers. And if they found you worshipping dragons, you were executed and then the third order was the order of the anchors and they maintained magic constraints that kept the dragons in prison and out of the world dimension and if you tampered with those magic restraints or if you studied transdimensional magic you would be executed the pretty pretty common theme there so all three were designed to keep the dragons who once ruled the world of braxia out and so the PCs could join any of these, and I mean they have joined many of them, um, and they were used to provide adventures as and when the PCs needed money or needed to advance the plot and that sort of thing. Now the fourth secret society was the Giad Order, sponsored by the kingdoms of the world. This order monitored the kings, emperors, and leaders of the world, and if they seemed unhinged or if they were doing things out of the common good, as determined by the Giad Order, the Giad Order could sweep in and remove the Lord, and you know natural process would take its place they expanded their operations later on to kind of patrolling major criminals who might destabilize the common good or pcs who might do that now the pcs could join them but only at the beginning of the game and how and, and that was that was basically it now the geared order sometimes showed up to help the pcs and sometimes it showed up to hinder them based on where they thought the balance should be so if we now go back to the purpose of a society, as I've just described each of the societies in my world, they had a clear purpose. And that purpose wasn't static, but remained within the logical extension of their core mission. So why was the order established? That's a very big question, and it's the first question that you should ask. Has it changed or has it altered over time? They do do that, so, so should yours. The Templars, great example. How does it operate? Is it closed cells, you know, with each person reporting to an unknown source and then they report upwards? Or is it like a complicated organization with ranks and layers of security? Both are equally fun, but what is important is how do the players learn about these things? All of this information. Usually it's a chance meeting with an NPC from the Order. That's most likely how they're going to be introduced to it. PCs are naturally better than the average person uh, in our game worlds, and so elite societies will be curious. Now, who the leader of the organization is is also important. The leader of the Histari was as evil as you get, and his second in command seemed equally insane until the PCs learned more and realized the second was just a cold, calculating man who believed in truth and justice. Now, he really did. The handlers, now those are usually the direct point of contact that the PCs have with the society. They really set the tone for that society. 
I tend to keep them very clear in their in their use and in their their thinking. So when the secret society that the PCs belonged to began to become corrupted, I had their old handler who was nice to the PCs. I had him replaced with this young upstart who was clearly corrupt and absolutely useless. The metaphor for the end of the society was clear. My players knew their precious order was broken. And then they started to investigate the order and that led on a whole bunch of adventures, which was really cool. So having a loose ranking structure is good. Basic operations, all that kind of stuff. It gives you latitude to extend and adjust as you need to. And this leads me to my last point, influence. How much influence does a secret society have? In my world, the four societies were absolute in their right and their power, provided that it was within their purview. If your society has big influence, it should feel like they can tip the balance of power within your world. It really should. If the society has little influence, like the Octorelicar in my world, they could destroy uh, they could destroy artifacts, but they couldn't um, order a king to think differently, right? The Giad order could, but they couldn't. If it's a small group, then they have much more flexibility, and they can they can change quite dramatically and keep the pieces on their toes. Now, some warnings about running a secret society. If you have a member of the party becoming a member of the secret society, it raises issues around railroading. If the society makes demands on that PC all the time, that PC is dragging the rest of their party along on adventures, which the party didn't really sign up for. So that's important. And what then happens if the PCs are going up against a giant world-spanning organization and they do something to really, really irritate them, like blow up a ship or a city or something? I mean, it's players, right? Why wouldn't that giant society just spend 100,000 gold pieces and just kill the players? Hire a whole bunch of bounty hunters and just kill the party. You've got to think about that. You've got to think about that. Anyway. Those are my secret society thoughts. What are your secret society thoughts? Let us know down in the comments below. Now, time to reveal the secret sponsor. World Anvil, the team at worldanvil.com, they never sleep. I mean, as the premier world creator and aggregator, the site also caters for character creation and adventure building and so much more. I mean, they really do. They have templates for all the major systems, such as... <coughs> Dungeons and Dragons, Pathfinder, Fate, Savage Worlds, Call of Cthulhu, Legends of the Five Rings, Star Trek, Cypher, Tales from the Loop, Conan, Exalted, Star Wars, Earth, Dawn, D World of Darkness, The Expanse, and more are being added weekly. So, World Anvil is now also fully integrated with Foundry VTT. Uh, check out their website for more details, link down below. If you haven't yet signed up for your free access to World Anvil, well, why not do so today? It's, it's free. There is a link down below. Um, and if you decide to sign up for a higher tier, giving you access to more goodies and stuff, use the code GREATGM to get an amazing discount. Worldanvil.com, the ultimate world builder, life organizer, and general RPG enhancement suite. Anyway, until next time, happy gaming.